4: 77 W.A.B.C.
2: And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 W.A.B.C. We are taking your telephone calls the entire hour on a number of topics. 800-848-W.A.B.C. 800-848-9287. Chew, chew. So we are going into the heat of the summer. And I fear what is ahead in terms of upheaval and outright destruction. It seems more likely than ever that Roe v. Wade will be overturned following that leak of a draft opinion last month. And by the way, whatever happened to the investigation to find out who was exactly behind that leak, it just seemed to go away. Now that decision could come as early as tomorrow, Wednesday, but certainly before the end of the month. And, Let's just put this all in perspective. If the court does decide to overturn the decades long ruling, abortion rights will be left up to the individual states will be left up to the individual states. So just a few hours ago, in terms of uh, my prediction, unfortunately of violence to come, uh Uh, Pro-choice activists, believing that the decision was going to come Monday, blocked the streets near the Supreme Court in anticipation, anticipation of an abortion ruling. So the justices, they have 29 opinions remaining to be delivered before summer break. I see your phone calls. We're going to get to them in just one second. Story number two, the second hearing yesterday by the January 6th committee put President Trump in a bad light. We have to be honest about it. It put President Trump in a bad light. But here is the question. What is the point of all of this? The committee is not going to change a single mind. All this is going to do is further divide the country. We heard from former Trump campaign manager Bill Stepien in a video testimony. Stepien said he advised then-President Trump it looked very bleak he'd win. Attorney General uh, Bill Barr repeatedly told Trump, based on what we saw yesterday, that there was no fraud Barr testified claims of fraud were bogus and silly and he even said that President Trump, if he believed uh, these allegations, was detached from reality. Here's what also came out from the hearing. That Team Trump raised $250 million off of the claim of a stolen election. But again... My point is, I don't get it with these hearings. It's not going to change a single mind in the country. All it's going to do is have the polarizing impact of further, further dividing us. And another story I'm getting to, and then we're going to start with your telephone calls. President Biden, the White House says that he is, quote, really aware of the stock slide that has erased all the gains since President Trump. And the Democrats, not the Democrats, the Republicans, for governor of New York State, are debated tonight. We have a lot to get to, but let's start with your telephone calls. Jules in Boston. Good morning, Jules. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Jules, go right ahead. Jules, third, third, and final time. Are you with me? Okay, let's go to K in the Bronx. Good morning, Kay. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
5: Uh, hey Dominic, yes, I was looking at all these, you know, protesters that are around the Supreme Court Justice, you know, Kavanaugh's home. Yes. And. If I was in that situation, I would have had a fence put up on my property so uh, immediately and maybe uh, see whether I have an electrified fence, and also I would have had uh, attack dogs, trained attack dogs patrolling my yard
2: but that, but but, but, that, but, goes- but the onus but Kay, the onus is not on the supreme court justice the onus is on us really uh to protect them. And I, I don't know, you mentioned Justice Kavanaugh, it is despicable uh, what happened to him in terms of this uh, alleged attempted plot, um, you know, but, but at the end of the day, and Kay, I want you to finish your thought, at the end of the day, I don't know what the local laws are in this community, I don't know if he, he could put up offense, but certainly the government of the United States of America needs to protect all nine justices. Period. Full stop. End of story. Increase security. Continue, Kay. Yes, well, the um, Nancy
5: Pelosi and others—they don't care because they're Republicans, and so they don't care if their lives are threatened. They want them intimidated. They act—they you know, say they don't, but their actions prove otherwise. It's like we we get all this protection, but the Supreme Court's judges don't, especially if they're Republican. So in that case, I would have be meeting with trained specialists that, and have trained guard dogs watching my
2: property. Well, Kay, I I thank you for that call this morning, calling from the Bronx. Certainly something needs to be done in terms of increased security, especially as we're going into the hot months of summertime, especially as as early as uh, 24 hours from now, there's a possibility that the Roe v. Wade ruling could come down. We don't know exactly what's going to happen but it's something that is before the country. I'm going to try Jules one more time in Boston and see if we can work this out. Good morning, Jules. What's on your mind?
6: Yes, Mr. Carter, thank you so much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. I just wanted to comment on, I believe that the hearings that were televised uh, today really is a smoking gun that many Americans have been looking for. Not so much in terms of the storming of the Capitol, because I do believe that that's questionable whether or not he was directly connected to that. But it does show that the extent of the president's delusion and um, unfit, actually, to be okay, so, to be president again. In the okay, control. so, Jules,
2: so, so let, me, let me tell you why, and I want you to work this out with me and, and play this out. Let me tell you why I do not agree with that and why I say these hearings are a waste of time, right? You, Your words, a smoking gun. So what is the actual smoking gun?
6: The, the fact that the people closest to him, the people with the inf- intelligence, he basically said, I'm not going to follow your intelligence, and I'm going to, stir up in the American people that this election is a fraud. Okay. The only thing that we have in our country is free and fair elections. Okay. And you have his supporters basically listening to him saying that the election was, was uh, um, a lie. Okay, so, um, um, so wait, 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 lie. wait, 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 so that, wait, wait, wait. So wait, so, okay. so
2: Jews, so Jews, wait, 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 wait. So, um, and I really do want you to respond to this. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the reason why I say these hearings are not going to change a single opinion is because at the end of the day, in terms of stepping in, in terms of Bill Barr, that was their opinions. That's what we heard. That's not definitive proof. I mean, it, it, can you tell me something that's definitive proof of a smoking gun? That was just their opinions that the president decided not to accept
6: the President decided so the President kept saying that this- the, the this election um this corruption in the election and the, the the all the balloting stuff that he he said that was um you know uh, voter fraud et cetera et cetera that's not an opinion that is fact. The fact that, that that he said
2: that I'm not going to listen to to those. No, no. Uh, what, what, what I'm what I'm saying is that. Uh, so I guess I guess we, we're both correct here. What I'm what you're saying is that the courts concluded that the claims were not factual, exactly. and and indeed that's what the courts found. But we're talking about today's hearing and the witnesses from today. And what I am saying to you, do you think, do you honestly think, Jules, that I need to move on, that a single vote was changed in terms of someone that supports Donald Trump? It was not changed. Because at the end of the day, all we heard today was Barr's opinion. All we heard today was Stepien's opinion to which Trump apparently decided to not listen to and went in a different direction.
6: I would concur. Probably not one single opinion was changed, and that's very sad in our country that the President of the United States would, a uh, uh, number of supporters would say that this election is a fraud when he knew that the evidence and the intel from his closest people said otherwise. And I would hope that, and I would, I, the only thing that I was hoping for, if, if there was one opinion that would be changed, is that the Honorable Dominique Carter would call the President on his lies and his BS. But you don't seem to be
2: doing that. Okay, well, um, Jules, I I did say at the top of the show that um, basically, essentially, that it was not a good day in terms of the hearing for President Trump. It was not a good day, right? But I also said that this committee is not going to change a single mind. Thank you for the calls, Jules. And I I will say for the third time, folks, listen, if, if it was definitive proof, I would say if there was definitive proof, proof, I would say that uh, whatever the case may be, I would say that the Justice Department needs to pursue this. But that's not what we saw today. I can only go by the evidence that was presented, the so-called evidence. And at the end of the day, Bill Barr, his attorney general, gave his professional opinion that there was no fraud, And that the claims of fraud were bogus, silly, and that President Trump was detached from reality as it relates to the 2020 election. That is his opinion. In terms of uh, hard, hard proof would be if the attorney general presented documents. I'm a journalist, folks. So we go by the letter of the law, the letter of the law. Let's go to our friend uh, Stan in Forest Hills. Let's see what Stan has to say. Good morning, Stan.
7: Hi. How are you, my friend?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I hope you're well. Go right ahead. One
7: quick question. Did you get the fourth shot yet?
2: No, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I haven't. All right. But that's thank, all right. But thank you for asking, Stan. All right. Thank okay. you. Okay.
7: No problem. Anyway, uh, Dominic, uh, I don't know how to say this to you. but Just uh, And I respect you and like you, and I call up. Uh, You're thinking about January 6th, saying that – what what, what does it do? It will only make things more divided Yes. if we don't – well, Dominic, the history of this country is the history of every man who's run for president, who has lost, has declared that he's lost and moved on. And some have challenged it and lost and moved on. But there has never been anybody – in this country, in the history that has ran for president, has gone beyond it and said, after I lost, I still won. And I still won. And I was cheated. And the only person that has ever done that is Donald Trump. The man is a liar. He has deceived most of his people. And I'm sad to say, I think he's deceived you. Uh, I think you have fallen in. I didn't want to say that because I like you, but to say that, what will it mean? What will it do? If we don't do anything about this situation and this man, it will happen again and again. And the country and democracy and its system is at risk here. I don't, you know, you could say all you want about what will, it won't change people's minds. I don't give a damn if it doesn't change people's minds. Most of them are not going to be changed. Some will, some have changed. But we have a situation here that is so tenuous that if it happens again i fear for this country and i think the possibility and i don't even want to put this on my breath i fought for this guy uh of a possible civil war is a possibility here if this man gets back in i do believe this man is dangerous and if you cannot see it if you do not hear it Even, you know, and with all these people, and and the Republicans, I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay,
2: Stan, in a minute, in a second here, i got to move on. But wait, wait, you you said that uh, that former President Trump is dangerous. Please tell me how.
7: I think I've just explained it. If the American people buy into his lies and continue to do it, now, you made a statement, what proof, in different situations. There is absolute proof. And the Vice President of the United States, if push comes to shove, Will testify that the president asked him and told him to change the votes and change the situations. And the vice president basically said, "I can't do that. That's not what I'm." I kept pressing him. There is also proof that the president tried to arrange in Georgia.
2: Okay, but, but, but I'm not, but right, I'll, I'll, call you. I'll shop. I'll wait, shop. Wait, wait, no, 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 Stan. But shop. but 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 maybe maybe you're referring to something that I don't know. What 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 I recall of this is that. Uh, Trump wanted Pence to not certify the election. Exactly. But exactly. you said and, and you exactly. said that he asked him to exactly. change?
7: Exactly. You're saying, you're putting up the, yes. Now, you don't do that. That is technically against the law. That's like collusion or saying. St- then, he, you know, to his credit, Vice President Pence said, "That's not. I can't do that. That's not what I'm here for. And he kept pressing him and pushing him so, to the extent that he was called a traitor, and they had that hanging noose there, and so forth. That's one. I don't want to go into it. I know you're going to cut me off. But that's okay. <laughs>
2: well, hey, Stan, I I always appreciate the calls. Dominant, and...
7: I wish you'd read it over. You're a journalist, please.
2: Okay. Please. Well, what well, see, but, but and thank you for the call, Stan. But but that's exactly why I'm stating what what I am stating this morning, Stan. Uh, because listen, the testimony was damaging, but it's it's not proof. That the president, excuse me, knew that he lost the election. It just says that his own attorney general and his campaign manager were like, look, the handwritings on the wall you lost. And Trump wouldn't accept that. He wouldn't be the first politician I know that did not accept what his own people told him. Before I take a break, let's see what Phil in the Bronx has to say. Good morning, Phil.
8: Yes, good morning, Dominic. Hi, how are you?
2: Good morning. Go right ahead.
8: Okay, here's Dale. One one, one or two things about that January 6th TV bonanza. First of all, they do not present a balanced view of both sides of the issue, such as the the acute failures on the part of the Capitol Police Administration and the performance of the officers. Also, they don't point out the fact that Pelosi et al. and her friends denied the use of National Guards, and they said, no, 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 it's not going to happen. Okay. The whole whole thing with Trump, the second point is the whole thing with Trump is the mistake that he made, the only sin that he made, the only thing you can hang him on is the fact that he called for a demonstration, and the Democrats said, now we got him. Now we're going to put our knives and our gangsters in and make this into a nightmare. We're going we're gonna to tell the police, the Capitol Police, just let the people in. We're going to have somebody get shot. The whole deal, they made it out to be a, quote, riot, uh, uh, an, an insurrection, when this does not qualify as such. Look, presidents have done stupid things. You had Franklin Roosevelt, who put 45,000 Japanese-American citizens, honest, decent people, into camps. Meanwhile, they recruited 15,000 more for the Army. Give me a break. Where is it going? The problem is Trump is the only answer to America. But they don't talk about Biden destroying the country, 10 percent inflation, gasoline doubling, no baby food formula. Come on.
2: Well, Phil, I thank you for the call. And I, I really believe that even reasonable people can agree that things are not going well at all under President Biden. Any objective person, and I defy anyone that can prove differently to me. Dominic Carter here with you. We're going to continue with your telephone calls coming up at 45 past the hour, our Carter Care segment, and we will be right back.
9: for me. Hey, Mr. Hello. Tell me
5: been I
2: know. <laughs> hey, Mr. And we are back. Talk radio 77 W A B C Dominic Carter here with you until 1 a.m. That's when Frank Morano and the other side of midnight will get underway. Let's uh, let's take a call from New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Michael. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning.
10: Uh, to my fellow conservatives, you're not thinking clearly. Calm down with this abortion issue and think. When a female porcupine gives birth to a baby, that porcupine, that baby grows up to be a porcupine. A porcupine. When a rabbit, a female rabbit, gives birth to a baby, that baby grows up to be a rabbit, not a zebra. And when a liberal gives birth to a to a liberal that baby grows up to be a bigger liberal than the parents are because every generation the liberals get crazier and crazier so if the women these liberal women want to have an abortion by all means let them let them i encourage
2: that okay, but have wait a- wait 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 michael michael are are liberal women the only women that have abortions do conservative women? Of course, have abortions? They, of course, well, conservative women also have abortions. Why would they?
10: If they're, they're having an abortion, it's because they were raped, or there was incest, or the baby is is in terrible so, condition. So, say so say you.
2: so say you, Michael. It's a personal and private decision. And I don't think one's affiliation, political affiliation, at the end of the day, is going to be a a final factor in what a woman decides to do. But but l- listen to this conversation, Michael. You and I are discussing this, and you and I are both men. There there is not a woman in this conversation right now. Okay, let me add, let me tell you this. Okay, that
10: district attorney that they just got rid of, the one who was letting everybody go in San Francisco. Who were his parents? He let everybody go. Who were his parents?
2: His parents were terrorists. Hello? They, I, well, I, 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 you know, I'm, they were with the uh, underground in which those officers, the, the weather underground, those officers in uh, Nyack, New York, lost their lives. Right. So, How did
10: he grow up? To be a conservative or to be a really crazy, crazy liberal where he was letting everybody go?
2: But so, so, they have, you're they, saying you have
10: a child, so you're saying brainwash uncle? them from the time of birth, and then when they go to school, they get brainwashed so
2: so only only liberals do that well what do
10: you mean only <laughs> liberals do it? Like every generation, <laughs> right. the liberals years ago didn't say that a man could give birth to a baby. They didn't say if a man wants to say he's a woman, he's a woman. They were crazy years ago. They were a thousand times crazier today. So let them have an abortion.
2: Well, Michael, I, I appreciate uh, your two cents here. Let's go to Lorna in Long Island, on Long Island. Good morning, Lorna. What's on your mind?
0: Hi good morning. I just want to clarify something. I have to set the record straight. It's so frustrating for me. People are confusing two things. They're confusing the fact that Donald trump his uh, election fraud that case was never heard by the judges. That's the frustr. that's the problem here. And everybody's walking around thinking wait 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 when you
2: say wait 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 wait, 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 learnner, please, when you say it was never heard by the courts, that's not or by judges, that's not true they not
0: want to hear it no they they turned it away, and people think that they heard it and denied it in some
2: cases, they turned it away, and in some cases they heard it
0: no, the Supreme Court denied it okay so no wait 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 wait, so
2: wait, wait, Lerner. Now you're talking about the Supreme Court. Yes, if you're talking about the Supreme Court, they did not hear it. But lower courts all around the country heard the claims and in some cases, in most cases, dismissed them. But you're, the Supreme no, he, Court, because you don't start out at the Supreme Court.
0: Their courts, they were, they were afraid. But meanwhile, people that I know are all telling me that they heard it and denied him when they didn't deny him because they never heard him. So they never said yes, there was Ford, No, there wasn't. They didn't want to hear it they you know threw the case out i believe it was because of fear and the and the chaos and the craziness um you know that's going on in society and judges getting killed and whatever it is you know that's my opinion it was because of fear but regardless of the reason they didn't hear it doesn't matter the reason they did not listen to his case meanwhile everybody i know thinks well they heard it and they they threw it out they, they said there's no case or they denied him or but, whatever.
2: but 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 learner but learner before we move on when the Supreme Court declines a case, it's because they believe there's no merit there, and and they decide to hear the case. So so that, to a degree, is it's not from all nine justices, but from the justice that handles that region of the country, that's the way it normally goes down. But I do thank you for your uh, telephone call. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC
9: yeah Dominic uh thank you for taking my call. You know I'm a big fan. I enjoy your program. Thank you so it's you' really great. You know, I just wanted to ask you you know the talk has been like with security in regards to the uh our highest court, uh, even though it isn't official that they have security. there's been some uh, friction that the uh the justices and the supreme court uh chief justice aren't having security and they should. But don't you think unofficially they are being protected right now?
2: Well, it, to my understanding, Al, it is the the sole responsibility of of the Supreme Court Police Department to protect the court and specifically the nine justices that are on the uh, Supreme Court, and so they do have protection. And what's but but in this climate with protests outside their houses, and I thank you for the call, Al. But in this climate, uh, j- just having two officers from the Supreme Court police is certainly not enough, and I'm sure it's been scaled up to increase protection. As a matter of fact, I, I th- this is only a hunch. I have nothing to back this up, but I'm sure as we are awaiting a decision on Roe v. Wade, I'm sure that the Supreme Court police have moved the justices to a different location. I can't see a scenario, maybe I'm wrong, but I can't see a scenario where they are staying at home at home because I, it is my belief, and I hope and pray that I'm wrong, that should the decision come out with Roe v. Wade and it's uh, overturned, uh, there's going to be mass chaos uh, throughout the entire country. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, nothing is final until the Supreme Court is, issues uh, its opinion. We will see how this all plays out. Teddy and Yonkers, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
9: Good morning, Dominic. I haven't spoken to you in a long time. Uh, I like you. I said that, uh, just like what Stan said. But, Dominic, I feel that my my fellow... My former students and many African-Americans that I taught back in the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s, I'm in contact with them. They're in contact with me. I told them about you. They've listened to you. And, Dominic, I asked them the question. Now, just hear me out, please. I asked them the following question. I said, John, am I allowed as a white man to say to an African-American – that they are an Uncle Tom. And he said to me, no, you can't say it. It can't come from a white person. It has to come from another African-American. And, Dominic, let me tell you, your credibility has been challenged by many people. I'm telling you, you're losing and I like you. You're losing your credibility for saying that January 6th is nothing.
2: That's, that's not, that's not okay. what I said. What, what I said, Teddy, what I said, please, if you're going to quote me, get the quote right. What I said was, as a political reporter, in terms of criminal liability— There is nothing to charge the former president of the United States. What I said was I didn't like what he did. I thought he played a role, possibly, uh, in leading the crowd, but it's not criminal what he did. So please continue, Teddy, and then I do need to move on.
9: I, mean, I think
2: he played a big role, and specifically when they said hang Mike Teddy, Pence, Teddy, he Teddy, said maybe he deserves it. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. Well, well, I, I haven't actually heard the president say that. I See, in my business, we don't just talk for the sake of talking. If you're going to say that, that Trump said hang Mike Pence, present the tape to me. That's what we do in journalism. We don't go real journalists. Now, you have plenty of talk show hosts that just sit up here and talk nonsense. That's not me. I'm going to tell it to you the way it is, almost like it's in a court of law. And if you're going to say that he said, hang Mike Pence... You've got to have either three or four witnesses that will confirm the exact statement, or you've got to have an audio tape.
9: George Call had told him that the people in the Capitol were saying, hang Mike Pence. And when George Call told President Trump that, he said, well, you know, they were very upset, and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, he just kind of deserved it. They were very upset. He didn't condemn it, Dominic. Okay. He didn't condemn it. And okay. that's wrong on your part for not <laughs> saying that.
2: Hey Teddy, I, I, I love you, man. And um and and to, to your friends that feel that I'm losing credibility because I'm not denouncing Trump. Believe me, when there's something to and thank you for the call, Teddy, when there's something to to criticize uh, Trump I'll be the first one to do it. Did I like some of his language? Absolutely not. Uh, that he would use to reporters. Did I agree with some of his language, the way he described some reporters? Absolutely. Because I know that the ones that he was referring to are absolute empty suits. Period. And he just called a spade a spade. It's as simple as that, folks. And so I'm glad that the audience got a chance to, to hear Teddy's call. Because people are so dug in on each side of the issue. If I dare call it the way that you don't feel that the way it happened, then then I'm a sellout. Because Teddy wants me and I still don't get the point I don't know if Teddy was calling me I don't know what he I don't know what he was saying. If Teddy was saying that indirectly I'm an uncle Tom because I won't call Trump out on January sixth. Well, I, I have called him out, but it, it, he didn't do anything criminal. If he did something criminal, there's a strong possibility the feds would have charged him by now. There's a reason why the feds have not charged him. We deal with reality, folks. We don't deal with deal with what you want it to be. I have to call it the way that I see it. Sometimes you may agree with me. Sometimes you may not agree with me, but it is the way that it is. Let's go to um, let's go to here. I'm trying to figure out um, uh, let's go to Neil in Staten Island. Good morning, Neil. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
8: Good morning, Don. Now, you know this show is entertainment at its finest. At its finest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you, thank you.
6: <laughs> I do want to say. Uh, you know the the hearings today. Everything was to, about Trump,
7: uh, the, the election, and to disprove that uh, that he that he that he didn't lose the election. You know he has his opinion that he was screwed, and that's his opinion. I mean, if I believe in Santa Claus, who's to tell me I can't believe in Santa Claus? He's not going to change. That's what he believes, and that's what he believes. So let him believe it. Who's he hurting? He's not hurting anybody. Our president now is walking around, ain't important for everything, and he's a liar. We all know he's a liar. Did anyone in that committee will they will they come out and say that Biden's a liar? Not one of them. Not one of them. They're all a bunch of phonies, Dominic.
2: Well, uh, Neil, I I thank you uh, for the call, and I return to my original premise, and that is these January 6 hearings. They're not going to do anything um, thus far. I have not. Maybe they have a smoking gun, but thus far, I have not um, seen it or heard it. Uh, Was some of the uh, testimony damaging on Monday against President Trump? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it does not prove a thing. Let's go to Chris on Long Island. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind?
11: Hey, Dominic. Um, everyone's talking about January 6th, but can you do me a favor? Uh, you know this stuff. I've yet to get a good explanation as to what happened election night. Uh, no one's giving me a good explanation. Maybe you can. All right. This is what I know. I'm following all the gambling sites at about eleven thirty, twelve o'clock at night. Trump is around 8 to 1 to win the election, meaning if you want to bet on Trump to win the election, you have to put up $800 to win $100. That's humongous. Okay. He's ahead in six states. I go to bed at whatever, twelve thirty, one o'clock. I'm too tired. I get up at 630 in the morning. I'm listening to Bernie and Sid. They think he won. They're like celebrating, you know? What happened? How did all, every single one of those votes in those six states go to Biden? I, I don't understand that. All of them went to Biden. Like, not... It wasn't like like no one's ever explained to me what happened between 12.30 at night and 6 o'clock in the morning, 6.30, when I was listening to Bernie and Sid.
2: Well, Does anyone Chris, know
11: what happened? Chris, the, the
2: only thing, and I thank you for the call, Chris, the only thing that I can tell you definitively is this. I will concede this much to you. When When we all went to bed election night, Trump was running strong. No doubt about it. But. Here's what happened, uh, based on the election officials. All the vote was not in. Similar situation happened in the race in New Jersey uh, for governor. It looked like the Republican was ahead, but all the votes were not in. Once all the votes were in, and, and what counts is where the votes are coming from in battleground states. That's, that's what counts you know the michigans the pennsylvanias the the arizonas the of the world the battleground states that's that's what matters and so it did look like trump was headed to an easy reelection but election officials said that all the vote was not counted as of yet i can only tell you folks what officials said now i know many of you believe that when, when that type of terminology is used, that means that the fix is in. But as I have said, whenever we have discussed this issue, that train left the station. We'll see what happens when, when uh, President Trump, if he decides to run again. I, I believe he's been running all along, and I believe that he is the leading contender For the White House, I don't see Biden as being in his way. I don't even see, frankly, how Biden can run for re-election. That's how bad things are in the country. I just don't see it. And if I'm the Democratic Party, I'm saying, please, Joe, don't run. But then I'm going, oh, my God, look at who's behind him. Kamala, oh, my God, we're done. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We'll be right back. W.A.B.C.
12: Uno. He's your numero
8: uno. Highlighting stories that hit close to home from your borough to your dinner table. This
2: is Carter Cares. And I am feeling for all of us, the American people. Senator Lindsey Graham tells Senator Bernie Sanders that the Democratic agenda on a Fox debate Monday is not working. It's not working for average Americans. It's not working for any of us. And we are headed on an inflation death spiral, if you will. And so uh, Graham is basically telling uh, Bernie Sanders uh, and Democrats to abandon thus far this Democratic agenda and frankly, folks, that you know, I, I, I agree with it. I agree with that sentiment because when you look at what's happening in the country, right? So Biden, President Biden, he wanted to be elected. He, you know, to fulfill his life dream. But for what? For what? Right? So the this all the gains in the stock market, or at least the um Standard and Poor's, I believe. I don't have the exact figure in front of me. But all of the gains from the Trump years, ooh, gone. And I'm talking on a personal level. <laughs> okay, folks? On a personal level. In terms of um, the losses of my family. In terms of uh, all the profits that we had. Everything was, when I say wonderful because uh our presidents are so polarizing, if I say if everything was so wonderful under Trump, <gasps> how could you say that, Dominic? Oh my God, it 's the end of the world. You said that things were what won- well, for my stock account, for my family's stock account, things were wonderful, right so when you' when you're when you're questioning what I'm saying. Think about that when you're spending $400 more additionally for your family because of inflation. And the buck stops with every president. Oh, you can't blame this one. You can't blame that one. You can't say look to left field. You can't say look to right field. The buck stops with you. Let's go to Alyssa in Manhattan. Good morning, Alyssa. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Oh, good morning, Dominic. I'm so glad you gave me a chance to speak tonight. Um, I've been listening to your callers. And first of all, and to you, I have to compliment you. You are a I guess they would say a dying breed. You are an old fashioned reporter, someone who wants proof and pre- and insists on presenting the facts as opposed to pushing his own narrative. Correct. And thank you for that. Because it is so very hard to find you can watch so many different um broadcasters. So and listen to so many different broadcasters. And it's so hard to know whether to believe them or not, no matter which side they're on. But you are very definitely someone who is honest and wants to report the truth. And that's not seen an awful lot today.
2: Well, I I appreciate your comment. Thank you.
1: I also would like to just weigh in on, you know, a lot of people are coming out, you know, screaming about President Trump. President Trump, first of all, was the first president that I can remember that throughout his entire term got negative coverage 96 percent of the time from the mainstream media. So we're talking four years, nothing he did, as long as it had his name attached to it, it was never good, even if it was good. People just refused to see it, and he also— eight months before the election, had to contend contend with a pandemic, which forced everybody into mail-in ballots. Now, some states have been doing it for years, but that gave them time, if there were problems, to work it out so it could be done correctly. Now, all of a sudden, you throw the whole country and say, everybody's doing mail-in ballots. Now, that's an overwhelming thing to do. And, of course, people are going to be leery of, well, you know, is this going to work properly? Um, Is there going to be more of an opportunity for fraud, which I think there would be? Um, You know, it, it takes time to make sure that that's done properly. And this was rushed. And also, I agree with your other what your other caller said with regard to it was just very strange, even if Trump hadn't spoken out Many of us thought it was very strange how he was doing so well in the swing states, and then all of a sudden overnight they stopped counting votes, and then when they started counting again in the, in the morning and they were doing the votes, all of a sudden Biden is way ahead in all these states. There's Even if Trump hadn't come out, I would have said, gee, this smells fishy.
2: Okay, well, Alyssa, I, I appreciate your call and your compliment. I thank you for the call but, folks, what, what I, I don't want to argue the election again because no matter what we do in terms of the discussion, as I constantly say, that train has left the station. It's not coming back. We have a new president uh, who uh, looks like he's on his way out, but we'll see. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
4: Yeah, hi, Dominic. I'm not going to take 10 minutes complimenting you and wasting time. I'm going to get right to the point. First of all, the train may have left the station, but I think you're a little bit mistaken about the court process, and uh, it's very critical that you understand something. And I'm going to make an analogy, okay? As many as many lawsuits that were brought um, uh, challenging the election, probably more lawsuits were, were brought challenging the legitimacy of Obama's birth certificate all of them were dismissed all of the all of the you 're right, all of the cases were dismissed without hearing the evidence there 's a difference they, um, there, were,
2: there were there were preliminary you know, hearings yes there were. yes there were yes there were in some it, of the it, states it, it,
4: you know what the result was i 'll tell you what the result was. The judges said that they 're afraid of disenfranchising the electorate because they don 't know. If it would make a difference anyway. Okay, okay.
2: so Larry, so let's say for argument's Let me- sake, let's wait, wait, let's just say you're a thousand percent correct. How is that gonna help us right now, right here? That election is over. You can't distort
4: history. Listen, you know why they didn't ju- – uh, you know why the courts didn't decide the Obama? Because each judge was shaking in his boots to challenge the first black president. The same thing here. Each judge is shaking in his boots. Now, I'll tell you how it's going – I'll change I'll, – I'll switch subjects for a second. You know how we know the election was fraudulent? One man can, can, can show that. Sid Rosenberg. Let me tell you how. Sid Rosenberg voted for Hillary Clinton. OK, now he is the most pro-Trump person you could ever have. Now, do you think after four years, as as popular as Hillary was, and Trump beat Hillary, so after four years of Trump, do you think people are going to go for a guy that, that's stuffed in a closet like a mannequin, he's folded up like some dummy in a closet, and they're going to go for him when Trump beat Hillary, as, as popular as Hillary was, that Sid Rosenberg who voted for Hillary now is the one of the biggest Trump supporters. You see what I'm saying, Dominic? It doesn't add up. I,
2: I have no idea what you're talking about, Larry. But I, I, I love my man Sid uh Rosenberg and Bernie in the morning. I have no idea what, what you're what you're talking about here. Let's go to Alona uh in Westchester. Good morning, Alona. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC.
12: You know what? You need two hours. Oh well thank you. Indeed.
2: Thank you. I thank you it. very much. I
12: mean it. And I wanna say just one thing. I'm very sorry about um, your dog. I didn't want to really bring it up to upset you, but I'm very sorry. Just wanna let you know well, that.
2: Thank you. It was a week ago that I lost my dog. I know. It's I know. it's been rough. It's been rough. You awesome. know, I know some people won't understand that, but mm-hmm. try try having a dog and then see mm-hmm. how you feel if you if you lose that dog. Well I, I feel like me. I feel yes. like I lost one of my best family mm-hmm. members. But anyway, Maybe. go ahead.
12: Me too. Me too. It happened to me. It's it it aches. So, um, so I just wanted to say about Stan. Um, he he upsets me because, you know, he hates Trump, and I know that. Um, but I feel like things like my father was a World War II vet, and when Trump came along, he finally got them not to have to wait and wait and wait to see a doctor. He helped the vets a lot. He showed total respect for the police. He supported the police. The crime is not like it is now. I think, I think again, I said it before, Stan is a very selfish human being. He has such hate in his heart. He doesn't care about all the people that are getting killed left and right, all the DAs that don't care about people getting killed left and right. He doesn't care about, you know, our country is in such danger. We don't know who's here. He doesn't even care about that. All he wants to do is knock Trump, you know, and praise Biden. And let me tell you, when you go to the food store, I mean, it's like crazy. The money you have to spend, it's double, the gas, you know? And, you know, oh, oh you know, unemployment may be low, but listen, the checks that we make are all going to all the stuff that's happening. And then there's no, they're not letting uh, us, you know, wor- you know, get oil here. Stan is a disgrace. I'd like to debate him one night because I will show him how ridiculous. <laughs>
2: Uh, uh, Alona, I thank you for the call. I have to step in. Be careful what you wish for because it may it may happen one night here on the program. I'm joined by Frank Morano. Good morning, the other Dumber. side of midnight. Good morning to you. If you
3: do two hours, start at eleven and okay. don't and and still end at you know or at uh, at one. You don't have to go until two.
2: <laughs> okay. Don't
3: take one of my hours.
2: What do you have coming up? Uh, I have got night? an
3: action packed show for folks. We're going to have analysis of the first televised debate in the Republican primary for governor. We'll have audio and highlights from this contest with uh, Lee Zeldin, uh, Harry Wilson, Andrew Giuliani, and Rob Astorino. We'll give listeners an opportunity to weigh in. Uh, John McDonough, a great guy, a uh, talk show host, a comedian, and a cab driver. He's going to come in studio and uh, chew the fat with us on a bunch of different issues. And then one of my all-time favorite people, uh, Tony Danza, is going to join me in the 3 o'clock hour. We're going to talk a little bit about it. He's got a new show. Uh, the, a live show at the Cafe Carlisle starting tonight here in New York City. So we're going to talk about uh, what exactly he's doing, how people could see him, and then I'll pick his brain on some other issues as well.
2: So I want to know, Frank Morano, if you think that I'm wrong. Uh, you know, with this position, you know, I've moderated a lot of debates yes. for Mayor. The, Nobody whatever, better, right? Honestly, well, I said you. that. Thank you, but but so here's where I would have had an impact. If I were moderating tonight's debate, mm-hmm. because I think it was ridiculous that they didn't let Andrew totally. Giuliani in, I would have said, I would have winked my eye and spoke to my executive producer in private. I would have said, listen, make this problem go away quietly. Let the man into the debate. There's too much at at at, at stake here. I, I, do you think that's a wrong position? Of course not. I mean, I think it's crazy what what
3: went on here. The interesting thing to me is going to be what your old friends at New York one do on Monday, because there's supposed to be another debate on Monday and they supposedly have the same rule. So Andrew Cuomo, uh, excuse me, Andrew Giuliani is going to be in this this box uh, in Siberia or wherever they send him, But. The irony is uh, Andrew Giuliani was just on Pat Kiernan's show in studio two weeks ago. So how can he go in studio for Pat Kiernan's show, but he can't go in studio for a debate where the three other candidates don't seem to object to him being a part of that debate? And, I think it, the whole not, thing is just silly. It's
2: not fair because when you uh, – Basically they're via satellite, even though these days it's via computer. Right. But you lose you lose a response edge, you lose a response you lose the edge of questioning someone directly it's just not fair it's a totally different uh, dynamic so we'll see what happens
3: and then um i don't know if lee Selvin's going to participate in that new york one debate but then there's another newsmax debate up in rochester i think on tuesday and so all four candidates are going to be there i don't think they have any of those vaccine requirements i I understand if you want to make someone get a negative test to make sure they don't have covid and don't spread it to everybody fine but, I mean, I don't understand what the sense is in making Andrew Giuliani adhere to this vaccine requirement when you can go on to uh, an airplane, you can go into a restaurant without getting
2: without showing a vax card. It just seems so, so silly to me. And so close to the election. Ridiculous. I mean, what, uh, June 28th? And today right. is the, the 14th, six, the 14 14th. days away. So we're 14 days away, and one of the leading candidates based on polling... You did not let him in because of a COVID card. It's, it's, silly. it's silly. So, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I look forward to your analysis Thank you. of the debate. You want to keep it right there, folks. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, is coming up right now. I will be back tomorrow. Same time, same station.